Epiphone Les Paul copy piece of shit, and it's not a piece of shit I though. I love Epiphones. I know they're yeah. fucking quality for People what they are. On them, but a lot of the uh, like the Epiphone Studio Les Pauls, dude. They just it's in the factory. They're like tallying up the number of defects. And if it's above a certain number, it's an Epiphone. If it's below a certain number, it's, it's a Gibson. Gibson. But it, they can be all visual, like little blemishes, just a tiny yeah. thing, you know? So it's like, well, why not? When I was playing guitar a lot. So it's just a great value Gibson, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. But even when I was playing guitar a lot, I bought a Joan Jett signature guitar. And um, it was under 1000 bucks. So it's like signature guitar under 1000 bucks, you know? And I was not impressed, you know? Oh yeah, Gibson's. That just yeah, they, sucks. They have not aged as well so, as uh, Fender has. Right, right. So, um, what yeah. was exclusive that made it Joan Jett? Oh, um, it had okay, it had an ebony fretboard. It was like a single coil or a single humbucker Les Paul Junior, but it looked like an SG, but the points were rounded. It was kind of, and it was black. I'm looking this up. <laughs> on the twelfth fret, it had on the twelfth fret it had um, two hearts for you know Joan Jet. Sounds like your style, man. Oh, it's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> that actually sounds cool. And then my neighbor was a sign company and an electric company. They're fucking huge now, but they started out in a garage next door to my house. Okay. And they and they made me to to like dude it out. I had them blow up like the pick guard on the guitar is pretty big, and I had them take a king of hearts. And put it on the pick guard and then like cut it out. Oh, and then I had cool. that behind it. So then all the heart shit went together without it being like too girly. I like that. But I love the fucking fretboard, dude. Like an ebony fretboard is so fucking soft. It's like even when you push on it, it's like you feel like you're gonna like, you know, hurt it. But is it this guy? It is that guy. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. It like was fun. It was the... super light. And it's just a nice little fucking chuggy chug machine. It almost looks like the Dan Electro style. Yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, so, this is real. I like the the red inlays. Yeah, it, it, I was fucking stoked when that came in. And it's I only got the it. one pickup selection. Yep, that's rock and roll. I like that. Oh, and it has a kill switch. Oh, cool. So that was you fun can play to play some with because uh, you could be like, head. yeah, or whatever the. No, but it's fun though. Like, and then yeah, that's cool. A little tremolo. Play some damn lock or something. Now I'm like missing that shit. I shouldn't have ever sold it. It's probably worth a lot more now. Yeah, stuff like that appreciates. I had a Tony Iommi signature. Oh, that'd be bitching. SG? I traded it for a, uh, yeah, it's the black SG with the cross inlays. Yeah. I loved that thing, but a guy really wanted it, and he traded me a, it's a 1984 Kramer. Yeah. Uh, with, like, the, you know, Floyd Rose on it. and uh, Like an just, OG 80s Floyd Rose? Yeah. Nice. Um, and it's it's like a light. It was like a hot pink, but it's faded over the years. So it looks bitchy. So it's like a whitish pink. It's just like a Judas Priest guitar. That's fucking awesome. It's all awesome. I play on it. So, That's cool. Yeah, I love that. So no more Tony Iommi, but whatever. Dude. I like the retro guitars. Well, I like that it had, like you said, it had that fade. So yeah. it just gives character, you Age know what well. I mean? Hell yeah. yeah. I haven't owned a guitar since I was 19. Just fucking around. <laughs> I sold all my stuff when I had my kid and lost my job. Yeah, I've done that too, twice. I always regret selling guitars. Like, yes, yeah, man, I like, should have just. After I've gone through so many times of like selling something that I'm kind of on the fence about, I just never sell it anymore because yeah. I always regret it. Yeah, dude. I had a '56 
gold tap, but it Epiphone. Ooh. It was an Epiphone, but it was a you know. Those are cool though. It was a repop or whatever. It was four hundred bucks with a case. Like that's what I got it for on sale. Or dude, that's the one guitar I like. I would take that guitar over that Joan Jet one because it just fucking played so nice. Had P nineties in it, you know. Oh yeah, P nineties are great. Popular for a reason. Yeah, I love that raw shit, man. Just fucking <laughs> screaming at you. But we got to get on a different subject, man. I'm going to get upset. <laughs> I'm broken heart. Well, yeah. I'm sure both of you guys noticed the big red button. I already yeah. started recording uh-huh. randomly. Oh, nice. Love but it. But for uh, anybody listening, we have Tristan here with us just sitting in on a random episode of Record Store Talk and music-related shit. It's awesome to have you in town, dude, and finally, like, hang out with you person to person. Yeah, exactly. Great to meet you uh, in real life, and, I don't know, nice to be just here on a Monday. Hell yeah, talk dude. About record I really show. thought you guys <laughs> met already. Yeah, we had not. When you were in funny. here, and I was just like, oh, whatever, Jeremy's in a hurry, he's gotta go. Dude, <laughs> I did that to my old lady, like, oh, a couple of times Saturday at that wedding, so or don't you, worry about you it. You thought shit, she knew somebody? Well, I'm terrible at that shit because I'm not good at. Well, I don't remember that she doesn't people. know who she knows and doesn't know, right? Right. So, my buddy Keith came up from Detroit. He smoked a deer like 15 minutes outside of town, so he had to have his car towed back to Canton, and then he was staying at Pat's. So I and I lived pretty close to him, so I walked down got Keith and I was walking back to my house and like I didn't tell my old lady anything I just walked in and there she is standing in her robe and a towel and I'm like whoops <laughs> you know and then later on Keith and I were talking and then Jess walks up and she's like hi I'm Jess and he's like hey I'm Keith and I'm like dude I'm fucking sorry you were in a robe what am I supposed to do you know they're just laughing at me <laughs> it happens so aside from <laughs> that yeah the that would suck though. Like, think of like her side of that. You're like, oh, the first time I met this dude, I'm chilling in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. I guess like as a guy, I don't give a shit. I'd be like, yeah, I'm chilling in a bathrobe. Who cares? But it would be like, it's almost like a, a status symbol when you're a dude to be chilling in a bathrobe around the house. Nowadays it is. But as a girl, it's like, oh, I'm getting ready and my hair's a mess. It's yeah, for weird a guy, how that works. Definitely comes off. James Bond ish. Right. But it's yeah, gotta be pull it off. It's gotta be silk. Right. Yeah, yeah. It has to be fancy. Uh, you can't have no plushy bathrobe. No. Embroidery on yeah. the front, you know. Oh yeah. dude, I'd I'd have to ha- I don't think I could do the silk, man. Initials that aren't yours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got this from the thrift store. So have you been working on any music stuff lately? Yeah, so I've got a few projects that are cooking. Um I've been working on new Elevalon stuff. The new album probably two-thirds of the way done definitely more like thematically intense than the last but i'm trying to bring in like you know the style of the first album and the style of the second album and then some like new shit uh that you know a style i haven't done yet but more of like an eastern flair kind of middle eastern um bringing in some like turkic instruments and stuff like that oh that's so, like cool equal thirds of those things it's more of like a concept album but that one's been I don't know. I often work on multiple projects like in parallel, you know, Okay. like I'll be working on something and I get stuck. So I'll bang my head against it for a while, but then, you know, it's not working out. So I'll switch, you know, switch gears entirely and, you know, start recording something else. So I've been working on new Barrow King, which has been a lot of fun. We've got most of a, a first album written. Nice. And yeah, I mean, 
written as far as guitar goes and then just like basic drum parts and basic bass parts out there, you know, but I want to start tracking that soon. Do you have more recorded than just that one song? A little bit more, but not a ton, so. Because def- uh, if I remember right, when we interviewed you originally, we played the the one single that you had out already? Yeah. Uh, Granite Throne. Granite Throne, yeah. <laughs> it was like right there, and then you just spit it back into my head. Sorry. But, yeah, so that one, um, I co-wrote that single with uh, the guy behind Blade of Kino. He's from Ottawa in Canada. Really cool guy. If you haven't checked, I know you guys aren't like Dungeon Synth turbo nerds like I am. <laughs> but uh, that's a really cool project. He does like a lot of Mellotron and uh, like various, I think, Yamaha DX7 on that record. But it's a cool mix of like really heavily atmospheric soundscapes on, you know, a few different synths as well as... Um, you know, Mellotron and stuff, and then mixing that with kind of like the medieval sounds too. Right now. So he does that really well. And we just became friends through Dungeons and stuff, but he's a phenomenal guitar player and like has some really good technical proficiency and comes up with just crazy riffs that are different from what I come up with. So we complemented each other really well, wrote a bunch of songs, and then really as soon as we got to the point where we had written everything, like for, you know, there's probably nine, four to five minute songs that are like, pretty well fleshed out some of them are eight minutes you know and it's like all right we've got like a skeleton here let's like start making an album he's like yeah i just started a business things are uh ramping up super busy probably can't still be in the band so i'm like well i mean i guess i could do everything myself again that's your mo dude exactly so i might i might do that that's your mo (laughs) i'll do it myself i guess i'm doing it myself but i do want to have a live drummer like I'll find a drummer and probably just pay him to like go through to, in the studio to track and do the album. Yeah. yeah. Was it just you and the other guy, or was there more to yeah. the band? It was just okay. us two. So, and have you ever programmed drums or no? Bone Weaver programmed the drums. Okay. So I programmed them, and then we had a, a drummer go through what I programmed. Like he's like, no, I would play it like this, and you know, so it made it feel more human. But the sound of those still ended up being programmed. Gotcha. But, I'm still surprised that those Majesty's drums were programmed. I know. Yeah, they, I couldn't they did even a good tell, job. dude. They did a good job. He said it was easy. Some people. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you're. I even argued with a dude on Reddit. I was like, no, they're not programmed. <laughs> and then, like, when he told me that during the interview, I was like, fuck, I got to go back. And I'm going home. Guy. I got to go back on Reddit. <laughs> bitch. I don't even use Reddit that often. <laughs> I was trying to, like, use it to promote the podcast, and it's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing to get into if you haven't used it since the beginning because mm-hmm. there, there's so many, like, rules and parameters to every thread you get into, and... This one you can post pictures. This one you can't advertise. This one you can't. I don't know. It's just fucking annoying. It's a clusterfuck to me, and I'm not even trying to promote. You know, I just open up the thing and try to answer a question, and they're like, "You haven't been a member long enough, or yeah. some shit." I kind of gave up on yeah, it. Yeah, I gave up. There's some good communities on Reddit. Like, if you're looking to find like exercises for getting better at like guitar technique. Amazing. They have so many good resources. Always like the it's beginner guide on Reddit world, is man. really cool. Like, you know, you'll go, oh, I want to start skateboarding. Here's like an awesome guide or whatever hobby it is. But like, that's all I touch it for. Like maybe music here and there, but yeah. oftentimes. Uh, yeah. But like the random hobbies where I'm like, man, I want to figure out how to like, I don't know, paint this wall without, you know, screwing it up. And I mean, I guess I wouldn't need it for that, but 
for as an as example, an example like yeah. any, anything like that, it's usually pretty awesome. They have all instructions and right. step by step, right on. But yeah, as that far as sense. Majesties goes, I just always go to YouTube for oh, that yeah. shit. True. But yeah, but what were you gonna say about Majesties? With majesties, when those guys are obviously like at that level of technical proficiency with just playing the guitar. Yeah. So like, of course, when, all the music when stuff. When Jeremy seems easy. and I finished that interview, <laughs> we were like. Dude, I gotta go back and like re-listen to yeah. that because there was some really technical shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're smart though. You can fucking you can tell that they've devoted the time and practice to it. Exactly. Like it probably feels like it was easy to him. Like he's being honest. He was like, "Yeah, it was easy," but like yeah, because every well, other time I've heard program drums, you're like, it be, like I think like Dragon Force. You're like, that ain't possible. That's not happening. Right. It just sounds so like unnatural, and then. That comes out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they got a... Because they did get a drummer right around the same time, so I thought it was that guy, but he's just their live drummer. I think the thing with program drums is you really got to pay attention to making sure you're thinking about how a drummer would actually play it the yeah. whole time. So if you don't play the drums, that's when you end up with the, you know, the Dragon Force gotcha. or whatever. Because it's like, makes oh, sense. yeah. Like, and, yeah, that makes sense because yeah. oftentimes you would be not or you would be programming the drums if you weren't a drummer so right yeah when i program drums before i started playing the drums i oftentimes i find you like bounce back and forth between the extremes where it's like yeah he could totally play this blast beat and it wouldn't happen and you know you show a drummer and they just like roll their eyes at you like yeah. what are you doing but then you have that experience with the drummer once so then the rest of the time i'm programming stuff and it's way simpler than it needs to be you show an act like an actual drummer and they're like oh no like let's actually make this interesting so there's a balance to it but i find the best way to get really good at programming drums or at least i've gotten better at it the best way to do that was learn how to play the drums it makes sense i mean like for me i i'm not a drummer at all and i could see like programming drums how i would whatever is in my head right is not gonna be natural now how could you make it come like because i know it seems like some people want it to be unnatural they want it to sound you know right if you're igor yeah and you're writing some avant-garde it's just well, like core then yeah you're gonna try and make it sound you know what i mean it's yeah, crazy 100 percent. but the um even the fact that all that shit's so accessible now is cool you know like you don't have to go track down a drummer you can play with a dude in ottawa like and have a whole fucking band and you guys never even have to like physically meet yeah so 100%. gnarly that, until you got a tour but yeah yeah well we'll figure that out when we get there but i think it works better for rappers to do that than yeah i mean yeah they tour but like you could get a beat maker to send you beat packs of 110 beats a day or whatever uh-huh. never meet the guy and then make a whole album with them, and you can play that whole album on the road by yourself as long as you credit the beat maker. And I see a lot of times now where it'll say, like, this guy and this guy to where it credits the beat maker, where yeah. it, as before it didn't. I yeah, think, dude, beat... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think the difference there between... Like, you could theoretically do that with metal, right? Rip the stems and play those through the house live just, yeah, it would be you want to see yeah, yeah. right you like, could but it wouldn't be of, the same you know or you like the, the style the of music drummer playing exactly. the drums yeah like with rap it it makes sense because the the focus is on the one you know, the, uh, the lyrical symbolism yeah. and the you yeah. know the performance of actually you know 
Spitting. Rapping. Yeah. yeah, spitting those bars, right? Yeah. But then with the... And yeah, you're right. They're not, like, you're not looking at the speakers like, oh, look at those things. Thump me. Oh, 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 it's off. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> like, someone made the beat, and everyone understands that, like, you made the beat and you loop it, and the point is the lyrics. So for metal, it's like, well, the point is that these guys are totally nuts, and they're yeah, playing some yeah, insane right? shit that only, a, you know, a crazed and demented person could come up with. So I want to see him do that, like, yeah. for real, and then I want to, you know, throw myself at the other people in the crowd. Yeah, but, yeah in my and you head, get, like, it would be so weird to see just one person playing that. Like, you know what I mean? On a yeah. stage, like... It wouldn't a, fit. Yeah, just The band like, would get criticized for it. They'd be like, they don't even play their own fucking yeah, music. Be, yeah, right. it's crazy. It's weird how there's... Differences like Difference that. like that, which I you don't really, like, think about. I saw an old show from Grimes, and um, she was doing all her own shit. Like, and it was, it fucking looked hard, man, where she was like, she had to do her pads, she had to fuck do the computer and sing. Now, it probably doesn't have to do that anymore because she's, like, pretty big. Oh, she was, like, live looping? Yeah, yeah, and it was, like, you know, um, our, like a brown show festival. You know, there was, there was maybe, like, 50 people there. It's crazy. But doing her, all our own shit, and that, that looked pretty difficult, man, to, like, keep that all together. On a similar note, I've been figuring out I had some potential inquiries on uh, playing live with El Avalon. I was invited to do a thing uh, that was going to be like a an online video recorded performance, but like you're supposed to perform it live and you know record it and then send it in to like a festival. And the festival happens in person in the spring, but then there's you know like the summer one where it's just the video thing is like advertising. Okay. For the in in person festival, and so I was thinking through a lot of this where it's like okay, I've got a lot of you know. MIDI synths. I've got some physical synths. Like, also, there's just a lot of drum parts. Like, if I want to perform as Elevalon, what the heck should I do? And so, my idea was to just play the drums in the Deepwood Troll album. Yep. And get like a huge rack tom and a, a tambourine and set those up next to like two keyboards and have like a big mallet and play the like just the like the you know the bass drum and yeah. the snare essentially. And like some of the hi hats with the left hand, and then just do the melodies with my right hand. That'd be badass. It ended up falling through the like the the video um, gig, I guess, got canceled because uh, oh, yeah, the person who was organizing it apparently couldn't float it anymore. But we'll see. I think I'll probably end up performing with that alias at some point. So we'll see. But yeah, dude, that'd be great. But I have you done any live time. shows or no? Uh, just in high school, I um I was in a post hardcore band. I was a bass player. Called Party at Gatsby's. Party um, at Gatsby's. It was funny. I like the album cover was like you know a watercolor of like a guy in a suit. You know, very like <laughs> art art deco like twenties yeah. style. It was fun. I enjoyed doing it. I included as many like slap bass parts as possible and uh, just was having a lot of fun with it. The guy I was in the band with, or a couple of the guys, are like involved in like one of the guys owns the studio that I do all my. Uh, Elephalon recording at. That's where I did Bone Weaver, all that stuff. So, so you've known that dude since high school. Though. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's not that Sam dude, is it? I've it's known Sam guy. since uh, Sam Meridian did the, the crazy uh, guitar player guy. Yeah, he did the guest solo on uh, the Bone Weaver album. Mm-hmm. I've known him probably definitely since elementary school. Oh shit! Yeah, we were oh, like right. I think the same first grade that's class, cool. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember you telling me that now. Yeah, he's just been touring with Fallujah for the past. Two years, I want to say. 
I checked sweet. out like all his YouTube videos after you told me about it. He's fucking nuts. Yeah, he does crazy stuff. Like my favorite one is with Mashuga, where they uh Yeah. Like he found an interview of one of the guys in the band saying, Oh, we don't play I live. I is meaningless, like nonsense. You couldn't play it live, it's not possible. And then he does. And then he, does. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, he so played weird. it like really well too. It yeah. wasn't even just and it looked like effortless. Like Yeah. He's just sitting there, like, strumming like somebody would be around a fucking campfire or something. Right. I love <laughs> like, that the band like... said it couldn't be done. That's great. That's yeah, a good way to uh, get some attention. I think that one went kind of viral. Yeah, it had to have because I remember there being quite a few views on it. But that's just, like, a good sales pitch for a video, though. Like, right. you start off by saying, like, no, we can't do that, and then you do it. By default, people are going to watch that. It doesn't matter if it, I mean, it's controversial. And controversy sells. So the Ella Valon album, do you have a name for it yet? I don't. No? Is it going to be Mordor? Or, <laughs> or Mordorhead? Mordorhead, yeah. Uh, I thought of a band name last night uh, for a Dungeon Synth project called Mordorhead. Yeah, yeah, Lord yeah. Of the Rings. So that strikes me. I was thinking about that earlier today. Have you guys heard of, like, like Mac Sabbath? It's like cover bands yeah, that they like play, put a spin. They're McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's Black Sabbath Black cover Sabbath. band. Yeah. That to me sounds like a Lord of the Rings Motorhead cover band. Yeah. Which would, would be, be sweet. sweet. Like, yeah, that's gnarly. I don't know. But you'd need some midgets. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you need to have at least one hobbit in that band. Right. Well, if you're Mordorhead, I feel like you could dress up all your the rhythm section like orcs or something. Yeah, you could. But it'd be know. better hobbits with be a midget. Fun. Okay, if you're going to play a Hobbit band, though, it should be, like, Irish folk music, bluegrass type stuff. Like, you should have a banjo and yeah, cause someone that's playing the washboard. more native to their sound. Exactly. Yeah. You just Shire. need a little person singer. <laughs> the, front, the front man, short yeah, man. Like the, like, yeah, like a Hobbit. Okay, so you need orcs and midgets. Why don't you get a, a midget and dress them up as an orc? And just bridge the gap right there. That happens in the Lord cross, of the Rings. Cross, cross, yeah. Dude. I'm, I'm saying there's those <laughs> tiny, like little, uh, get one of them weird little goblin dudes from true. from the you Goblin that. King. That's like hanging off that fat guy. I don't remember <laughs> if he had a name or not, but I think he was the Goblin King. Yeah, I remember the Goblin King had a name, but oh. the, the little like creepy dude that was hanging like off his back or shoulder or whatever. That it's was, been a while since I saw that. Yeah, one. I don't think he had a name. It was yeah, just some not. little Goblin dude. But you know what I'm talking about? Fucking right. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> nerd shit. I was in a Star Wars inspired band. We played one show. It was pretty rad. Was it like synth heavy power metal or something? No, it was just hardcore. Oh, that's cool. I was Mace Wind Mill. We had a Boba Edge. <laughs> we had like all these funny names. And um, what was the name of the band? It, it was just a symbol. It was just the Rebel symbol. <laughs> Played one show. It was all good. It was fun. But definitely not Lord of the Rings, man. I feel like people would just by default call you the Rebels then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Mace Windmill is a great name. Yeah, man. dude, I was pretty. I like that. I came up with that on my own. Han Guitar Solo. Oh, that's pretty good. I just did that just now. I'm copywriting it though, so nobody take it. But I didn't have a purple guitar. Oh, that <laughs> would have been fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, one thing I did want to mention in here, and you can uh, go ahead and plug yourself, but we have damn it, drums in the deep wood records in the store now for anybody that's interested who's local. 
Or even if you're not, I can ship them to you. And I think they're 25 bucks, if I remember right. That's yeah. correct, yeah. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get that whole thing pressed up and finished? So I think I put in the order in November or early December, I want to say. Third Man did a pretty good job. Um, I got them in hand. I told him I wanted it by the one-year anniversary of the release of the album, which was May 20th of last year, 22. So I remember being pleasantly surprised because they got them to me, like, I think a week and a half early. So all in all, about six months. Nice. That's not bad. Not too no. bad. How many did you do total? 500, and we split it uh, between Barrow Horde Records that I own, and then um, there's another label in Texas called Engraven that started up recently, and they... Uh, through friends in the music scene, I got to know the owner of that. He wanted to do a split there. So, yeah, it worked out really well. That's awesome. Yeah. They're cool. Have I shown you, Ryan, uh, Abasa, A-B-H-A-S-A? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So Abasa's like post-black metal, instrumental post-black metal, mm-hmm. I guess. It's kind of doomy. A lot of groove. Uh, yeah, yeah, No vocals yeah. or anything. You did. Yeah, yeah. But um, The more you're describing it, the more I'm remembering it. Yeah, so they release on Engraven, and I ended up doing the bass on their upcoming album that's coming out, I think, in less than a month. Okay, cool. So that was you're, super fun. Yeah, you're all over the place. Eh? Oh, yeah. That's all awesome. Over. So I had a lot of fun with that. I was like, man, I'm just playing the bass on this record. Like, Yeah, I you can... don't have to live up to the expectation of like an entire band by yourself. Right. So I was like, man, I'm going to write some crazy stuff here. And I did some like weird like galloping, tapping parts and like, Funny nice. hammer-ons and all kinds of weird stuff. And When's that coming out? Groovy. I think it's late August, I want to say. I'll right send on. it to you guys for sure. All right. How do you spell Abasa? Just it's, how it sounds? Yeah, A-B-H-A-S-A. It's okay, hard yeah. working on it. It's in my it's in my library, so well, I, like, I definitely listen to it then. Cool, yeah. I think it's really good. I um was talking to the guys who were in that band because – those dudes have dungeon synth projects, and so I, I met them through that. But um, I just was like, "Damn, that stuff sounds really good. Can I like do something on the next record?" They're like, "Yeah, play the bass." So worked out, and I'm yeah. I've been mixing it with the uh, one of the other guys in the band. What is with the little symbols as song title names? It makes it so hard to talk. We're like, yeah, on the one track that's like a the, what the is clockwise. It? I think they're Sanskrit. Okay. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure why they're like that, but it's very like you know, it's meant to be esoteric and arcane. You know, very. They almost look like numbers. I think they are numbers. I think they're Sanskrit numbers. Oh, so five looks like four, seven looks like six. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. That's confusing. It's definitely <laughs> confusing. Like I can see the one, two, and three, but, but yeah, I don't know. That is confusing. I think but... it's kind of cool. It is cool because it make, makes it makes them kind of stand out, but at the same time, if you're like, oh, I really like the track. Right. <laughs> it's like, like a modem startup noise. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, you just when Prince down. was a symbol, you know? Right, yeah. exactly. Formerly known as. It's, uh, yeah, it's I wish we had song titles because it would be a lot easier to be like, oh, yeah, this song was good. Or just like, hey, can we change up this part on. Yeah. The fourth one. You, you got to draw out the song. <laughs> right. Like, oh, shit, wrong squiggle. Draw it out and text him a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking Crayola drawing. They're a, <laughs> you said they're a Texas band or they're on the Texas label? On the Texas label. Okay. 
the guys are from I hope I'm allowed to say this. I think so. I don't know. They're kind of secretive, but they're from Indiana. All right. Um, but yeah, I would, we were talking about maybe someday if there's like interest getting some live shows going together. So that would be fun. I remember talking to Majesties about the there's like a Dungeon Synth Festival or something like that that That's goes the one on. That's the one you were doing the video about. for, right? Yeah. yeah. That's um, what I thought. I was just double checking that there wasn't two. What is. Like, what's the, where is the festival, first off? It's in Massachusetts, I think. The guy from Majesty's That right, because he was in about it. Boston or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. I yeah. think it's in, like, northern Massachusetts, like, kind of in the country. But, um, yeah, it's called Dungeon Siege. They do a northeast one, and I think there was a northwest one, too. People have been whispering about a Midwest, so I definitely want to be involved in that if that happens. So there's that. That's been going on for a couple of years. I didn't make it, but I'd like to go eventually. Or play. I've been talking to the guy who organizes it, and we're going to see. Is it a show, or is it like a renaissance festival? It's a show. It's okay. it's like any other festival. They have like maybe 20 people play. Oh, right on. Um, a lot of nerds go, and it's very like set piece oriented. People will put a lot of effort into like, you know, putting like candles on their synths or wearing hoods and costumes and stuff. So I've been coming up with a costume for mine. I'm going to dress up like a troll. I have this like reindeer pelt. And I can, like, I have a like a Renaissance Fair, like, brooch or whatever, like, cloak clasp. Yeah. So I can, like, wear it like a cape. And then I'm going to wear a mask and, you know, <laughs> paint some weird, like, woad paint, you know, like, blue, like. Do you need, like, I have a zebra skin? You know, I feel like that's the wrong. I got coyote. Uh, a coyote could work. I got I have, uh, a mountain lion. I was making a, a mantle out of, uh, <laughs> like, rabbits. I got these fucking furs. <laughs> I got these. <laughs> I got He's these. Had these three pelts sitting <laughs> in his Fucking, like, a month. <laughs> You're just looking for something to do with them? No, like, I went over to my friend's house, and we go there. Like, my kid and I go there on the weekends sometimes. And uh, as we were leaving, he's, like, he has a a bear pelt on his couch in the garage and, you know, or like pet it or whatever, you know, it's nice and it's all taken care of. So he convinces my kid that, you know, oh, he needs a fucking full zebra, a <laughs> hyena, and a mountain lion. The hyena is fucking cool. And it's only like, eh, three it's feet. All like spiky. Right. But I'm just like, whatever, man, throw them in the truck, let's go. We get home and my wife is like, you're not bringing those in the house. And she's like, and that is against everything we believe in. And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, you got a point. Like, I don't like hunting. Why the fuck am I going to bring a zebra in my house? But I was like, I didn't kill it, and it is a zebra. Yeah, like I've never been to Africa. Where else are you going to find a zebra that's pelt? The, that's the closest I'm ever going to get to a zebra, as far as I know. I mean, maybe. But even if I was that rich, Africa would be a little lower on the list. I do want to go to the Congo, but only for the silverback gorillas. You know, like <laughs> one it. day you're gonna get pulled over and searched, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Why do you have a zebra, hyena, and a mountain lion in here? Uh, These aren't even native to the same place. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? I didn't, I didn't poach them from here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it, just so you know, they'll I mean, be around. Hey, if you're offering them up, I could probably find some use for them. Right on. You should mount one to your hood. <laughs> just like sprawled oh, I out. feel like Can't I've seen it. that with an old GTO with like a tiger skin, you know? Oh man, a tiger oh, would, that would be been, sweet. Yeah, that'd be, the GTO would be fucking cooler than the tiger. Yeah, but think of how cool they would be together. Oh yeah. That, You'd be that. playing Dio the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be just fucking awesome. Just have it awesome. on repeat at the Ride the Tiger line. <laughs> have you That's your seen, soundtrack. Uh, oh yeah. Ride the tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. 
Wow. Have you guys seen uh, Trailer Park Boys? I tried like for so many times to watch that show and I could never get into it. Gotcha. There's one character who just drives around and he's got the same shitty like old 80s rock song on every single time. Cyrus like pulls up and you can like hear him from down the street. And it's always the same it's song. It's always the same song. What's the song? So I don't even know if it's a, it's probably a royalty free like Trailer oh, Park Boys yeah. just found yeah. some like gotcha. generic shitty like hair you know arena rock. So I love that, is that show. Is it still going, like, new episodes still going? I doubt it. I don't think so. A lot of the cast ended up passing away. Well, okay. it, and didn't uh, didn't that old dude pass away? The one yeah, that... Jim Leahy. Bubbles? Yeah. I, I think Bubbles is with us. I, I sure hope so. The old dude was Mr. Shickadance from fucking Ace Ventura, wasn't he? <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, yeah. Where he's like, Ventura. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That guy? He was, yeah. like, the best drunk actor of all time, but he didn't drink at all. But like yeah, his yeah. Jim Leahy character, he's like always drunk, and he it's like the most convincing acting <laughs> of it of all time. It's pretty cool. If I remember right, he was like the park manager. Or some yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah. Trailer park manager. Like I said, I tried, but I just could, I couldn't do it. Like, and I'm a fan of dumb comedy. Like I like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is another stupid ass sitcom. But right, yeah. I guess it's just that didn't uh, hit for me. I think with that I've one, hung out in trailer parks, though. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've gotten the entertainment that I need. That's fair. And then watching that, I'm like, yeah, this is about right. Like, this shit really does go on. Yeah. I think that one, yeah, you're not like a, a beer drinker. but like Lately, think... I've been drinking these lime ginger beers, though. That sounds good. I've drank uh, 24 beers in the last, like, three weeks, so... That's like, right. I know people that do that in a day. <laughs> That's a big uh, number for me because right. prior to that, it had been like six years since I drank that many, like accumulatively. I just bring that up because uh, I think Trailer Park Boys is the type of show where if you haven't had one or two beers, it's yeah. just like... It doesn't resonate the same. But then you have yeah. a few. I was in a... There was one summer where I was living in a house with a couple friends and um, every day we'd get home from work and everyone was like in the process of moving somewhere else so we had like six couches in our living room it was just full of couches and uh there was like all these couches and a bar and a tv and uh so every day we'd get home from work at the same time we'd all like crack open a beer each person would lay on one of the couches and we'd just turn on trailer park boys and so that was like every weekday for you know three months it's a way to relax dude yeah so you know oh, that for shows me, it's, funny as fuck yeah. I had a yard couch for a while that we did that on. That sounds wonderful. I had had this, like, shitty old couch in my living room. Somebody sat on it. It broke, like, fell to the ground. Like, everything that supported it gave out. And then I was like, well, fuck it. We threw it in the backyard and then sat on it, did random shit. And then one night we had a chainsaw party and demolished it. In theory, I thought it was going to clean up better because I was like, yeah, we'll just burn it. And it made a fucking mess. It Probably was terrible. terrible. No, it didn't really smell bad. It just like, there's a lot more stuffing in a couch than you realize. Were you <laughs> burning the stuffing or no? I was burning everything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we like just, when it drips down. We were just cutting off shit. chunks oh, of the couch fun. and whipping it into the fire and then letting it go. But I guess it, if it stunk, I didn't really pay attention because we were busy beating up the couch. Either way, it sounds like a pretty legendary uh, party. <laughs> but I don't even remember how we got off on this tangent here. We're supposed to talk about music things on this podcast. 
Well, you know, I just want to mention one more couch thing. We had oh, one on the story too. yeah, we had one on the stoop, <laughs> which is the corner of Ninth and Chisholm, and um, I know I don't know who removed it, but it was pretty fucking cool to have a boombox and a couch like in the middle of the fucking city, and it we just there for like yeah, a while, we just hung we? out there, and and some asshole was like, "I'm trying to run a business. You guys need to get out of here." <laughs> That's my only good couch story. It, you know that might it's a pretty if people good are hanging story, out though. on the couch, it might attract new business. Yeah. Could have if people are having a good time, but, but the couch was in, like right in the middle of the front door. Oh, oh, we were totally we were just like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in that case, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, back to music stuff. What have you been listening to lately? Well, I've been I listened to that new I think it's Sumerlands yeah uh, record. I probably listened to that five times in the past three days. It's just so good. I haven't uh, listened to it. Since I was ranting, uh, ranting and raving about it when it came out, whenever that was earlier, was it this year or last year? I think it was, it was, last, year. It was last year. It was in like September, I want to say. Yeah. But yeah, it Relapse is awesome. It there. Yeah, yeah, that album kicks ass, album. man. I like the first one a lot too. I've been meaning to pick that one up so I can like listen to them back to back. But I'm really, I feel like a big, like every now and then, I don't know I go through cycles of what I'm listening to with music, and it's generally like a genre type cycle, and yeah, I can I do feel. That too. Like the new wave of trad heavy metal, there's just like a big wave that's gathering strength and it's about to crash over me because, you know, the Sumerlands is ushering it in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be all I'm listening to for the next, like, probably month. Before that, though, a lot of uh, Thy Catafalque. Have I, you guys know him? That, no. He's like a Hungarian virtuoso. I don't know. He mixes Hungarian folk music with black metal and, like, heavy synth stuff. And it's... Sounds awesome. It's really impressive. Like, there's really amazing violin in it, and, like, all the drum parts are incredible. He brings in lots of, like, traditional instruments, and then he'll transition from, like, what sounds like, you know, something you'd hear in, like, the mountains of Hungary, and he'll play the same melody, and he'll bring in, like, synths, and then every instrument will swap out over the course of a couple bars, and then it's, like, a synth wave song. That's enough. It's, like, you know, electric, electronic hi-hats, and... I don't know, it's crazy. I'm going to have to check so, that out. Yeah, sure. it's really cool. How do you um, spell the name? T-H-Y-C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E. Uh, -E. It's two words. Yeah, like, awesome. thy is in yours. Yeah, okay. He's got an album called Geometria, which... It kind of looks like thy catalog, but if you accidentally hit the wrong buttons on a keyboard... Oh, yeah. I think that name actually goes really hard. I think it's sweet. What does it mean? A catafalque is... I looked this up after listening to this band for like four or five years. It's like a funeral plinth. So he's like, the name is like your, you know, funeral casket, basically. It's like My Arms, Your Hearth. So the album Geometry, I think, is amazing because the first three tracks, it's like dark jazz that turns into a folk track that turns into death metal that turns into synthwave, and all the transitions are so smooth. In, like, one track. It's three tracks, but each one, it, like, it just seamlessly flows. blends. Yeah. It's amazing. So I've been I listening to a ton of that. bands do that. Yeah. Other than that, let me think about Oh, <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yep. That. I love that band. That new album, what, it's, like, the craziest long name of, all, like, Petrodragonic yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, just Or The Death of the Universe. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. Like, it goes on for, like, a paragraph. But that new album is... 
Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night and Annihilation. Uh, it keeps going. It, keeps it, going. it cuts off. You don't even get the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it won't show me the whole thing either. Yeah, I like reading it to my friends, but you have to pull it up on Wikipedia because that's where like they have the full thing. Uh, but that album is is flawless. It's really like seamlessly written. Where like they'll hint like after you listen to it like ten or so times, you'll be listening to like the second track, and you realize like. They're playing a riff, and they play it the same way twice, and then they'll play it weird the third time. And the way they play it weird is they're just playing the melody from the chorus of a later song for, like, one repetition. And they just, like, hinted it like that. They but do that's so coming next. Like, they just kind of Easter egg it in exactly. there. Exactly. Oh, really... There's so much stuff like that. The fir- Like, one of the first riffs is how they end the album with, like, a cool sort of... Almost polyrhythmic. It makes for like um, really good like re-listening too. You know what I mean? Like makes people want to go back. That's fucking cool. And the production, in my opinion, is phenomenal. All the fuzz tones and everything. It's it's got like a lot of raw punch, and the production is really good. But it doesn't feel overproduced. The vocals are heavy. It's like I don't know an hour of basically like psychedelic Motorhead, and I love it. So been listening to that a ton. That's intriguing, psychedelic Motorhead. I really like how colorful the album cover is. Yeah. A lot of lizard. Yeah, uh, I see. I'm like looking at all the like little uh, things that are in the smoke and then underneath it and whatnot. Yeah, I want to figure out who did that art. Well, we're interviewing them next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, King Gizzard's <laughs> coming on. <laughs> that would be wild. I want to see them live. I still haven't managed to. I've still been on like a... 70s 80s punk kick for the most part minus that emo kid binge of music i had last night to see what sucks and doesn't from 2005 hot topic special yeah i did like after you left my house i went i made enchiladas we watched two episodes of south park with my kid and then i went in the garage and i was listening to something and i was talking to somebody about uh her uncle's wife being the program director for the band Brand New and her manager or something of that sort. I don't remember the exact title. And then I started listening to that, and then I went on this whole tangent of other bands to see if I still liked them from when I was 14 or not, and most of them were a no, and a handful were a yeah. What were the best and what were the worst? Um, The worst, like, there was a band called Alisana that... I had a hoodie of in like junior high or something that was a really dope hoodie, but I listen to the band now and I'm like, wow, this is awful. I don't know how I thought this was good at the time, but whatever. And uh, like Love Hate Hero and shit like that. That was, it was like the post metalcore era almost. And I don't know, there was just a lot that were bad. And then they all kind of like got into that same sound of what you would think a Hot Topic band would sound like. But then there were some, like, I listened to, like, Bullet for My Valentine's first record, and I was like, oh, this stands up pretty well. Like, it's cool still. There's a lot of sweet different melodies and guitar riffs and whatnot. And I don't know, just shit like that. But for the most part, I've still been listening to, like, The Testers and Wire and... uh I don't know, just Richard Hell and shit like that. Television, Heartbreakers, all that like CBGB's, Max's Kansas City era punk music. That's been like my whole kick for 
I'm all over the place. Three weeks now. But I'm mostly in a hardcore kick and, like, cold wave shit. Oh. Like, uh... Like Soviet cold wave stuff? Or like close like Bauhaus would be not so much cold wave, but like Dark Wave. Yeah, shit like that. And then um some of the like Cold Cave I really like. Drab oh, Majesty. What do you think of the new Drab Majesty? What do I think of it? Yeah. So far. So I mean, far. I don't mind the direction they're going, but I do want to hear the rest. Right. It just sounds less dark. Yeah, and like I really dig the more... dark more poppy than dark which i read i read an interview with them and they are they you know they said they're going that a more poppy direction anyway yeah which kind of sucks but it depends those first three albums were all really good oh and the new monolord there's two new singles that monolord did that are pretty good are you into monolord in general oh yeah i yeah. love them yeah monolords i have all tight. the records i that's right. You've seen them live. I and you didn't really care for them. They're, they're like I've known them forever. I've like listened to their stuff a lot, and I feel like on paper they should be like my favorite band. Yeah. But something about I don't know. Like I like them, but if I remember right, you said it was the heavily synthesized voice. I think which yeah, they it's, cut it's back on now. Oh really? It's so that's like what I was gonna ask. Way. I almost was like, this ain't Monolord, because no, it, like, like, it went the opposite direction. Well, it where sounds I was like I like, oh, shit. I saw them with Fire Breather. It yeah. was on the same label. I love Fire Breather. Fire Breather is like, their most recent album, I think, is absolutely incredible. It's everything I'm looking for in like a sludgy the, metal the band. Dwell in the Fog, yeah, I think Dwell the name was it. It's got that like I nightmare horse on it. Yeah, that was good. Way out of the back of my <laughs> head. Yeah, that album, though, is sweet. I love the production on it, and his voice is so raw on it, like... He's yeah. not really screaming the whole time, but he's got, like, the Matt Pike or, like, the the Motorhead voice where it's, like, I don't know. Raspy? Yeah, it's, it's like raspy. and uh, stoner rock voice where yeah. it's, like, Orange Goblin. And, right. Uh, my kid said it sounded like Drunken Mastodon. Yeah, pretty much. Which was, uh, I was like, damn, that's a very accurate description. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, man. Because like, I showed him, and he was like, eh, I don't know. But that was before he got into Mastodon, so maybe gotcha. I should revisit and show him again. Because I thought they were fucking awesome, and not just because of the Mastodon connection. It was right. just, in general, musically, like, all the riffs that they had were sweet, and uh, I like that Motorhead-style-sounding voice. I think it it's almost bluesy, but, like, rock, but metal, and there's, like, a mixed mash of a right. bunch of different things. 100% agree. I wish Mastodon still, still sounded more like that, you know? I mean, I like their new stuff, but, man, you put on it's Leviathan. definitely more proggy than, like, Remission or Leviathan. Yeah. Well, from, you know, musician's point of view, that might, obviously they're going to get, you know, kind of bored. Yeah. And they became, like, one of the biggest metal bands in the world I know, right now. And so they went from being, weird. like, I remember when they did that, like, little thing for Aqua Teen Hunger Force and shit. Like, they were just small time. And, I mean, that seemed like a big thing doing something for Aqua Teen, but Aqua Teen hadn't even blown up yet. It was still, like, way early on in the show. I feel like Mastodon has gotten more proggy and more poppy, and it's a weird mix. It's not bad. I like it. I just was never a big Mastodon fan. Yeah. Like, Opeth kind of did a similar thing. Did you like, like that just... Arcadia record? Yeah, that shit's sick. That is a cool record. Yeah, I it's, like uh, that. It's Bron Daler, right? Yeah. It's like it's like all, it's all yeah, it's yeah. like but it's two fucking green awesome, hands dude. On That's another yeah. yeah, dude. That's a sweet record. Uh, one step closer. I've been listening to a lot. Mind Force. Just oh, like, Mind Force. Yeah, Ryan had me on that. That's it's really cool. 
Very oh yeah, well. I forgot I have a list of other hardcore bands for you. Perfect. It's in my that we notes. we had the interview with Dom. Oh, Drain his is his band. I really like Drain. That one Drain's too. fucking yeah. awesome. I was listening to that a lot. <laughs> That's funny. It's like Pantera, but it's like modern and it's hardcore. Like, yeah, it's it, it's, it's sweet. Silly like dads doing hardcore is fucking pretty cool. That new end rain's badass. Fuck yeah, it is. I think oh, we've I said that. that. We've said that for three. Yeah, episodes and it's now, been on. My, and like, I've been spinning the shit out of that. I went back and listened to Law Disputes first two re- records after we interviewed the Augie from oh, right Dropped on. at Birth because he was talking about them, and I was like, man, that's another band I haven't listened to in forever. I was listening to Pulling Teeth this morning, which is all related to um, End Rain. That's another band from that guy, which oh, in yeah, the interview. Yeah, he said something about it, and I listened to a part of that, and I was like a total nerd about it. <laughs> oh, you were in Pulling Teeth? Cool, dude. You know? But I was like pumped about it, man. I, that's so weird. You said that was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was pretty cool. It's fresh in my head. It's excited. I just edited it not that long ago. And, um, but yeah, I'm, you know, all over the place. Oh, I checked out Tram. Oh, isn't it sweet? Yeah, it's like modern it's- day. Brand X. It is pretty, pretty much. much. What I, yeah, like, this is pretty I much. I sent exactly, it to yeah. somebody today and was like, because the guy that showed me Brand X was um, John. We had him on the jazz episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a big, big jazz fan. And I was like, oh, check this band out. It's like modern day Brand X. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, but I'll see what he thinks. It's cool because it feels very vintage. Like, I think it came out in like 2008 or seven. I don't know. It 11. Was, 11? Okay. Um, but it, it feels to me like something you'd hear coming out in the 50s, 60s. Oh, I, I got you. I like it a lot more than, like, okay, I used to love Animals as Leaders, and I would, like, try and learn their songs on guitar and stuff, and, you know. Before you get into that, for reference, the band, you know, Animals as Leaders? Yeah. The, this is the members of that band. Of with, tra- with it's a Tram. J- yeah, with a jazz project. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Go ahead. It's like jazz I just had project. To, no, I didn't. I showed yeah, him I the know. record cover, and he didn't say he knew it, so I wanted to catch gotcha. you up to speed. Yeah, so I used to love Animals as Leaders, but, like, I found myself less and less interested in, like, even though they do a great job of it, like the polyrhythm, shred, like, virtuoso-type music, I just, I don't know. I'm not really so interested in it anymore, but that record I keep coming back to still because it's, like, I don't know. It's like vintage jazz that's really technical. Yeah. It's cool. And it, you can that. definitely hear the still in the background, all the animals as leaders, like their kind of signature sound, I guess you'd right. call it. Because the way, just the way they like play their bass and like kind of tie everything together just very much reminded me of animals as leaders. But I like all the jazz element to it. Like it'd be. Cool if animals as leaders did more jazz, but I guess that's what the whole reason for the project was. Right. So. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, I mean, twelve years is a long time to not come out with a record. But yeah, I think it was probably just a one-off, a one-off. that they wanted to do. But it's that, a cool idea though, 100%. and I like the album artwork. It's weird. Yeah. It I'm a big fan young. of random, dumb album artwork. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no reason that that applies to the record whatsoever. It that. To me, have you guys seen or read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I've seen the movie seen like the movie. a long time ago. I, it, that reminds me of that vibe where it's like weird yeah, space. Yeah, that makes sense. Like absurdity. Yeah. I don't know. Because like this a gorilla's gorilla. wearing like a Shriner's a head. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this alien chick's got four arms and four boobs. Hmm. It's, uh, but they're like dressed up like it could be like the 20s, you know? Yeah. It's funny. 
So. Oh, she's got four legs too. I didn't even notice that. It, and four eyes. It it all adds up. Damn, it just keeps going. The math is real. My brain just totally up. farted on me. <laughs> oh, now I remember. It came back. I was trying to find something. Outer Heaven also. I showed you that the yeah. other day. I don't know if you listened to it yet. I did. It was a new, that re- shit's fucking new relapse rad. band. That oh, cool. When I first heard the single, I was like, eh, whatever, just another metal band. And sometimes it takes like hearing the whole record together. 100%. To get it to get, you know, because they could do one thing that kind of sounds cool in the song, and you're like, eh, I've heard it. But then it was like Blood Incantation I had that with. I heard the one song, and I don't remember what song it was, but I was like, yeah, that's cool. But then I heard, like, when they start getting into the kind of spacey breakdowns and shit that they do, and it, like, completely sold me on the band. And it was the same with Outer Heaven. They kind of have, like, a certain... I don't even know what instrument it would be or what to call it or anything. It's just kind of a cool, like, background sound that they put in the music. And I think the vocals were done really well. The guy has, like, a... It's almost industrial sounding a little bit. Oh, interesting. Is it, like, industrial death metal or... I wouldn't call it industrial death metal, but, like, vocally it reminds me of... And that's, like, the one thing, like, I don't care for is the vocals in it. Yeah, but that's just me, you know? That was, like, what stood out to me. Yes, yes. But then, like, musically, it's just, I don't know, it's fucking good. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all, it's fucking tight, like, together tight. And it sounds fucking good. But I've seen it on a list of, like, recently released with Relapse Records, and then I always check out their shit because usually it's good. It's like when 20 bucks Finn releases something, you're like, yeah, this will probably be good. I heard uh, there's some dude on YouTube making fun of that shit, like, I'm just going to go on... 20 bucks spin and I'll just buy whatever. Death metal's dead. And like freaking out about it. And I'm like, well, he's kind of right. I mean, you can just go on 20 bucks spin and just that one. But at the same time, if you're a fan, like, wouldn't you want there to be a plethora of good death metal? But it's like, it's like one of those, like, um, uh, what do you call them? Assholes? I don't know. That just (laughs) fucking like talk shit, you know? So, it was he? He was complaining about twenty bucks. Twenty bucks spin. Yeah, like he for, was. He was talking. He was this. I don't even forget who it was now. But he was talking shit about how like there's no progression in death metal, and death metal died like in '99 or something or whatever. And um, then he said like he made. He was like making fun of metalheads who would just you know go on twenty bucks spin and just. Pick a band, but it's like you can do that, and the shit sounds fucking badass. Like they don't have a bad band, in my opinion, that I, I've heard. Yeah, I really like Twenty Bucks Spin, and but it's they don't just do death metal. Is the I thing? Know, I, like, know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. They put out Doom and like all, all kinds, rad, yep. heavy metal, and all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah, they, yeah, got, they got black metal bands too. Yeah. So, but the, but know, I mean, Relapse funny. doesn't just do metal either. They have like yeah. some industrial shit. They got that Mirker chick that does like she's crazy, dude. Uh, is she Danish? Yeah, she's from Denmark. Yeah, she, she does, does like Danish yeah. folk music. She, she does, does like black folk metal, metal too. I know her earlier stuff's black metal, but that Folk and Sage album that she had was yeah. all amazing, like old folk songs. I love that album. I thought it was great, but it's hard to pitch to people because it's one not in English and two yeah. sounds like Danish Enya, basically <laughs> like Danish Enya. It's really good, though. Like, when I first heard it, I seen... That was, like, when I first seen her. I was like, 
oh, who's this chick on Relapse? It's got to be metal-esque. And I heard that, and I was like, this is not metal at all, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's she plays, like, ten instruments or something, and the fact that she does all, like, the traditional folk instruments and, like, sings at the same time is very, very yeah. cool. Yeah, impressive. And her black metal scream is, like, it's up there. It's one of the best. Okay, so I got a question. What are... What okay, like she did a black metal album or she does what defines black metal in that case? Is it lyrical content or is it the scream? I think it's um like it's a combination of things. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like like earlier we were talking about bands like before you even got here and we're like, Oh, this fucking band was awesome and then it's like listening to it now, dude, it's a fucking Christian band. Like what the (laughs) fuck? You know, right? So in like I always thought it, to be black metal, you had to kind of, you had to point towards some fucking sort of dark Satanist type shit. Yeah, generally the the lyrical Lyrically, themes are dark, but you know there's what I mean? like like a lot of them are like pagan, a lot of them are satanic, a lot of them are just about like nature and like seasons generally, but like in a dark way, I guess. I feel like though there's, there's I just think a it gets whitewashed. Style. Like I think it is too much. Like there's too much. Too many people say, "Yeah, like this is black metal. That's black metal. That's black." I think it's too spread out. I like it's. They're diluting it. You know what I mean? Sure. I think that's just the natural like progression of music. Is like if something's good, people start making similar things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mixing it. I I get. I get like. I like when it's you know if they use the term like it's blackened. You know, I get it or whatever. But that's actually my. Favorite black metal is when it's mixed with something else. Right, like, right, right. I don't right. really like... See, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to fucking certain shit. Like, Oh, for sure. There's a great like, first and I'm second all, wave. I'm all but... over the fucking place, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I was just so. wondering what you guys... What you would define as what would I, be black metal. I have a question that goes off of that. So, have you ever listened to Deaf Heaven? Yeah, I love Deaf Heaven. Do you think they're a black metal band? People argue so much about this. I think they have elements of black metal, but it's not a black metal band. A black metal band. Because it's, you listen to it, and the chord progression is like the Smashing Pumpkins, right? But then it's, you know, super aggressive, high scream, tremolo picking, like really fast rhythm section. All the hallmarks of what it sounds like to be black metal, except it's really happy and the album covers pink, right? So, I don't know. Their first record, Sunbather, not black metal. I seen them second tour record, on that album. I saw them on New Bermuda. They opened for like Lamb of God and Anthrax. Oh yeah, no, I was I saw that tour too. That was New Bermuda. Was it? Or maybe they did the tour multiple times. But maybe. yeah. Those three. I saw that was a crazy I show. I just remember it being like quite a while ago. Was it power trip on that leg for you too? Yeah. For me it was yeah. a power so trip. So it had to have been the yeah. power trip. No fucking it was power trip is sweet. Yep, Power Trip was there, Deaf Heaven, Anthrax, and Lamb of God. But Deaf Heaven, I think their second album is black metal. I, so I didn't like them live. Don't, like I, I don't fuck to with Deaf Heaven. I listened to it live, and I was like, just I don't know what they had going on. Maybe their sound guy didn't know how to mix their sound or something, but it just like reverberated through like your whole body to where it was it just way unenjoyable experience like it didn't sound musically appealing it was just like i feel old saying this but it was just noise and like i don't like calling music that well i guess our store name is noise and toys and our podcast name's noise avocation so i guess in a way i do but 
it just sounded noisy as like unpleasant, not noisy as like to classify a broad spectrum of things. Sure. I think uh, it, it's very possible that that was a, um, Sound a venue issue because they're touring with Anthrax and Lamb of God, which are going to be very, very different setups. And right? they, they guarantee you they have their own dude who's like, that's our fucking sound guy. Right. Yeah. So it was at the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids. Okay. Uh, I've never been there. I, I saw small. them in Indianapolis. I saw them at, um, in the Egyptian room, which is big. And I thought their sound was really good, actually. Because, you know, a lot of the live stuff you see, you can just tell that it's not set up well. But that one was yeah. like, actually, and I had heard that the Egyptian room didn't have the best sound. And then I went and saw them, and I was like, Def Heaven sounded great. I skipped Anthrax because I didn't care. Um, and then Power Trip sounded all right. I was expecting, but I again, I think it was just the. I expected the them to play better than what they did, but they were still like they were still really good. I liked them more than Def Heaven, but uh, that's funny. I mean, yeah, Power Trip was awesome. Yeah, Power Trips. I, I wish they could keep going. Have you heard their? This it's the same rhythm section. Yeah, they're the guys who did yep. uh, Eternal Champion. Have you listened to that? Yep, that's like my favorite, it. one of my favorite modern bands. There was They're another so band that was kind of like that that you told me about that I was listening to not that long ago that I in cannot that for the life of me remember the name. What was it? It was like in that style. Yeah. Um, same kind of, even like the same kind of artwork and stuff. It'll come to me after we're done when it doesn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, we were talking about um, Gatekeeper yesterday. You, you talking about that? That wasn't that. What was the album cover? Some dude riding a horse, which doesn't really narrow it down for no, you. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> was it? Oh, Havukruno. No, right? that wasn't no. it either. Oh, that one's got a guy. That one was, a, yeah, I know. That that's why sweet. I said it doesn't narrow it down for you. A black yeah. horse? No. That it doesn't was a, narrow it down either. It was a tan horse. Damn it. If it was a black horse, I was thinking maybe it was... Um, I remember the band had either red or orange lettering, and now you guys are both trying to find <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. You got to go on band camp and... But yeah, that band, it was like a, in the same realm as Eternal Champion and that kind of music. It was uh, like Conan inspired, I yeah. want to say. Like it had that uh, sound to it. I wish I, I want to say it started with an S, but I can't remember. There's too much shit to remember in a day for band names. Oh, for sure. And there's always more coming up too. I'm stumped on who that band might be. It'll come to me afterwards, and I'll send it to you. But I might have to go through like our chat history because I don't even remember. Actually, it's probably in my iTunes library. Yeah, you're like my go-to for bands like that. Soft Kill? You ever listen to Soft Kill? No. Hardcore? Yeah. No. Like, there's synth in there, and oh, cool. It's kind of weird. I can check it out. They're like a. Weren't they on that crazy ass dark wave festival? Yeah. That's what I thought. I have one. That had like every good synth wave, dark wave band ever. Uh huh. Yeah, they're on Profound Lore Records, oh, which cool. is a cool, yeah. you know, That's that label. A really good yeah. label. I have the album Choke, I really like. Kind of, I don't know, I'm into like, it's kind of where I'm headed, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. I can't think of who else is on that label that's awesome, but I know somebody else is that's like a band that I regularly listen to. If you go, well, I'm sure it's on all streaming services but they literally have everything on a playlist on spotify like everything where it's almost like too much you know what i mean i'm trying to remember what i like from that label because that's what i was thinking of because yeah. i know there's like one really sweet band that i thought was on 20 bucks maybe it's uh 
I was looking at their. It might be Wayfarer. Oh, Wayfarer is pretty cool. They were like folk metal, folk black metal. Oh, Bell Witch. American folk metal. black metal. Bell Witch, yeah. yeah. Bell Witch is really cool. I like uh, their album Mirror Reaper a lot. Oh, Paul Bear's on there too. That's that's oh crazy. okay. Yeah, yeah, Paul Bear. Yeah, uh, Paul Bear. Yeah, okay. Now I'm just looking and seeing what else is on there. I'll have to dive into this label because if they have three bands I really like. Yeah, Bell Witch had that one record that looked a lot like the obituary record because the same, same guy did yeah. the artwork. What? Uh, he just died recently. Yep. Don't even try to think of his name. It's hard. <laughs> it's a Polish I name. I remember when you were trying to say yeah, it. Yeah. Both of it. us had it written down, and we were like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what about the Soft Moon? You ever listen to that, dude? No. That's a single dude, Louis Vasquez, like V Louis Lu L U I S. Oh, that's right. I love so, this shit. Louis Vasquez. I forgot. Did you listen to any more of the goddamn Gallows stuff after that night that we were talking about it? Uh, I did not because I don't have Wi-Fi at the moment. So oh, I've yeah. just been and like I was gonna listen to it when I was working in a coffee shop, and then I didn't have headphones. So okay. but on the on my drive probably later tonight, I'm thinking I'll cue some of that up because I was really what it was the goddamn Gallows, and it was legendary Shack Shakers. Yeah, the Shack Shakers. Those, Which both albums? Of those, uh, I sent him Pandelirium. For Shack Shakers. Yeah. And the, so that radioed into a. And then Gallo it went song. into Seven Devils for. Yeah. The, okay. the yellow one with the skull, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Goddamn I was. Goddamn Gallows, like, pretty much has a solid catalog all the way through, but I think The Maker is, like, their best record. Okay. Shack yeah. Shakers, I think, believe is believe or Swamp Blood are okay. the best records. I love yeah. that vibe of, like, dark, backwater, folksy, sort oh, of dude. Like folk rock. Uh, there's, like, a whole underbelly of bands in that yeah, genre. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. It's like all these fucking black holes you can right. dive into, dude. So I found one called, what I think his name's Coulter Wall. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, Haunted Appalachia or something like that. Yeah. But, like, the devil wears a suit and tie. Like, there's some really cool stuff. Yeah. Like, that whole sort of, like, mythological bluegrass. Yep. Is, I, I love that. So I'm, I'm probably going to be listening to a 50-50 split of, like, 80s Conan metal and, <laughs> like, haunted bluegrass. Haunted bluegrass. Yeah, dude. That's an interesting divide. Yeah. I love, like, folk music in general, though. So. Yeah, like, Goddamn Gallows, they have, like, a, a washboard player. That's awesome. The guy that just plays spoons with a washboard over his chest. And then they have a stand-up bass player, a banjo player, guitarist, and drummer. I think I've, that's it, right? Yeah. I've heard stand-up bass is really hard. I want to try it at some point. But. A lot of those bands play pretty much exclusively stand-up bass. Like, Shack Shakers have a stand-up bass player, and he's, like, the most relaxed guy ever. Like, I remember there was, like, this giant fight breaking out at one of their shows, and this dude's, like, in, like, a... I don't know, what's the pattern of those old man hats? Like the the summer summer hats. No, no, summer hats. They're like a fedora, but it's like looks like a wicker chair or something. And he had a Hawaiian shirt on, and he's just in there slapping his bass while people are punching each other in the face, <laughs> and like just casually, like it's oh, another day on the road. That's perfect and, for that vibe, though. Yeah. Like people fighting to something like the goddamn Callos is like their music sounds like you'd be in some like you know shithole in the middle of nowhere like an old saloon type of thing exactly like honky tonk saloon wild west they tend to get like super shit-faced at their yeah dude they're awesome like insanely (laughs) shit-faced but it like works to their favor and it makes for a fun show because 
I remember one time there was the washboard player gave his washboard to somebody in the crowd. And this dude was just smacking spoons like he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. And then their bass player got off bass and went on banjo, I think. The drummer was singing. The singer was drumming. And, like, they all switched roles. And uh, somebody got, like, hoisted up on a chair in the middle of the crowd. And then they dropped him on accident because the floor was slippery because everybody throws beer cans everywhere the whole time. And uh, they're just a really good time. But, like, Shack Shakers, I think, is one of the most, like, I mean, they really do live up to the legendary name in their title for their live performances because they're just full of so much energy. Like, J.D. Wilkes, like, rips his chest hair out and, like, throws it at the crowd, and he's got this, like, crazy, like, pocket mic that he holds to his throat to get this, like, weird tone that he has in some of the songs, and... Same with Mike from Goddamn Gallows. Like, he does that yodeling thing where he, like, flicks oh, his yeah. throat. That's cool. But it's just so cool because, like, nobody can... It's hard to make a yodel sound fucking badass. Like, you can't... I don't know. It's, it's a, an underappreciated... It's a definitely never, like a... Never since Jewel has a yodel been done so well. <laughs> since Jewel. We played with the get Goddamn Gallows when I was in a... With Bill Reinhold's band, Well, Will, in the Four Plays. We were, like, a psychobilly... Um, horror punk fucking band with that was pretty fun. We got wasted and like he was saying, the banjo player was fucking drunk. Our singer was screaming at him all wasted. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. I'm like shut the fuck up, dude. That's <laughs> a gimmick. Their banjo player currently, Jake Orvis. He's sweet. I don't know who was the banjo player at the time in there because they had a different guy named Joe Perez. Yeah, this was a while ago, dude. Like a long time ago. Like, 16, 12 years ago, maybe? Yeah. But yeah, if you're, like, you live in Ann Arbor-ish area, so if you are able to catch a goddamn Gallows show, like, definitely go do it. Are they it's, in Ann Arbor? Like, that's where they're from? or I think they're all kind of scattered now, but I know, like, a couple of them are from Lansing area and different, like, spots in Michigan, and I don't know where they say, like, the whole band collectively is from. I think they say that they're from Michigan, but... It might just be uh, the bass player and drummer that are from Michigan. I can't remember. No, I whatever you know the song "Born to Lie." Yeah. Whatever that album that's on, I'm pretty sure that said it, that they were from Lansing. Okay. For some reason, I want I'm, I'm leaning that way. But I'm that pretty was sure back the then, I'm pretty so. sure the banjo player is not from Michigan, but I could be wrong, and the rest of them might be. Okay. Or actually, Mikey might be from Chicago. I don't fucking know, but uh. It's been a while. Or you're just like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know they're in like relatively the same remote-ish area, like tri-state area. Yeah, so. I was uh, I was telling a Shack Shaker story over the weekend too, but basically, like Ryan said, if you can ever get a chance to see them live, amazing. I'm gonna go online, set up those concert alerts, and we didn't get the chest hair; we got pubic hair. No, um, I got pubic hair too. Oh, did you? I got both. Yeah, I didn't get a chest bou- hair. A bouquet of hair. Wow. He's got pubes. I was like right up front. He totally hit me with pubes. I yeah. was like, you Cole mother, got hit motherfucker. With him. I knew better. <laughs> Actually, I was over by, they had David Lee playing guitar at the time, and he's he had like his own signature Gretchen shit, so I was like, I'm going to check this dude out. He like picked up, like, he like blew him out of his hand like that. Yeah, so fucking gross. Like it was fairy dust, and I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like trying to back up, and there's people behind me. <laughs> He's an interesting guy, that fucking colonel. I think you would have to be. J.D. Wilkes 
is his name. What were you gonna say? I was. I, I think you would have to be an interesting guy to be pulling shit like that. Yeah. Like, do you I mean, it makes for um, good stage antics. So. Yeah, for sure. Like, what's it? What's the name of that band? They wrote Fables of a Mayfly. Oh gosh, they were like a prog rock band that was big in uh, like the mid two thousands. Fair to Midland. Nope. You don't know them? Nope. Oh, their uh, their singer would like climb up into the rafters of the building and he'd be like singing while hanging from the ceiling and shit. They're really good. I think you like them. It's like I'm looking it up right now. Their song structures are like very standard pop song, but and like lots of hooks and stuff. All the lyrics are like normal idioms where like he says like a phrase that makes sense and then he'll say the next phrase, it's a different one, but they make sense going into each other. And by like the end of the song you're like he just said all phrases and none of it makes any sense. It's really? kind of cool. So it's like interesting wordplay. But the the singer has an incredible voice and all of the riffs are like really groovy. So I really like both of their albums. Yeah, I just added it to my library right now. Yeah, definitely. There's always that. like a four or five things fresh in my <laughs> Apple Music after sitting down talking to somebody. I like used for to, a podcast episode. Oh yeah, hundred percent. With that band. I used to, like, whenever I would lift weights, I had, like, a specific playlist I would listen to. And, like, it had to be, like, really good lifting music to be on that playlist. And, like, one of their songs, it's called Ricky Tiki Tavi. It's, like, the greatest lifting song of all time. That was <laughs> a book, wasn't it? Yeah, it's about, like, the mongoose that fights the cobras. Yeah. I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. It's a good song. But the dude has, like, a... He sounds like Neil Fallon on Blood and Thunder. But he only does it on, like, two songs in their discography. And normally he sounds like he's got, like, a high, like, like a high tenor, like, power ballad voice. Nice, clean voice. But then he'll just bust out this, like, sludge death metal, you know, like, yell. And It'd be cool it if he had a times. sludgy death metal band as a side project. Then. I totally agree. I think it would be awesome. I think, so the band broke up. They were, like, touring all the time back in, like, maybe 2011. But then... I feel like the members of the band, or at least one of them, like teaches music at a university now. It would be nice if they were still working on new shit, though. Yeah, it looked like their last record was quite a while ago. Yeah, I think they're all done. They've got like piano and stuff on the records, though. 2011. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's 12 years. It's like Tram. Yeah, so we were talking about Tram, and like we were like, man, it's been a long time. They're probably not going to make another record. Do you have any other albums like that where it's like, either a side project or, like, a band just made one random one-off that you're like, that was amazing, please write more, but you don't think they ever will. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, didn't, did we do an episode on that? I don't or know did if we, we have did an or we planned wrote on it, that. Wrote it oh, I might be spoiling yours. Yeah. Oh, it's all no, good. that's all good. Yeah, it happens all the time, at least in my world. Yeah. It's like punk rock, hardcore oh, bands, true, you know? Yeah. I really liked Them Crooked Vultures. Yeah. And I would have liked to see another one because they hinted at another one a bunch of times. And they like would release like videos from the studio for TCV two, and then they they never did it. So. Hmm. Yeah, you, you never know. Wasn't who was in that band that was in other bands? Wasn't it, it like was, a super group of yeah. people? It was Josh Homme. Yeah, the Queens of the Stone Age Dave guy. Grohl. That's right. Uh, so you, you guys know Dave Grohl, but uh, John Paul Jones played the bass. Okay. And I think he did like mandolin and some other stuff on there too. I do love a good mandolin. Oh yeah, Battle of Evermore. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. Like, I know I got a list of them written down somewhere, but I don't want to give them all away. Oh, yeah. Um, Did I ever send you Drood? D-R-U-D-E. Oh, yeah. yeah I love that album. 
wish there was more of that. Dan Swano's Moon Tower album oh, that yeah. he did. I wish he would have done like a second to it. It was just like that synth project thing. I showed it to you, and synth I think Opeth. you and I talked yeah. about it before. Yeah, it was synth Opeth, basically. But he was like the one-man band that right. did everything, and just him being one of my favorite vocalists. I wish there was more of that. And there's like a ton of bands that broke up that... Yeah, that wish they would. It either have. did like one or two records that you wish they wouldn't have broke up afterwards, and then there's bands that you wish would have stopped at one or two records and not disappointed their whole career throughout the rest of it. Yeah, when I sit and think about it, dude, you could probably come up with thirty fucking bands easy. Yeah, or artists. Who, who are uh, some of yours? I feel like I had a bunch in mind, and now I can't. <laughs> yeah, when you're put on the spot, it's like like damn. <laughs> Um, definitely one of those was, um, Drood, which I brought up, which is like uh-huh. the, it's like a sludge stoner metal, but I saw them open for Paul Bearer in Indy and they stole the show. No like, shit. It was the, the energy on that. So that was a really cool show. They were all like power trios. Um, or I think so. At least Drood was, but, um, they had like harmonies, two vocalists, like, and the drummer just had so much energy. He played a bunch of stuff that isn't on their album, but like he was doing some crazy blast beats on like Sludge, and it worked really well. Oh shit! And so they released that, and it's like pretty much totally unknown. And that's like, it. And that's it. I I don't think they have anything else. I'm hoping they write. I see them um, touring in like the Midwest every now and then, or they play shows in India a lot. I think. Mm, but, but they haven't put on any new music. In the no, world. not that I. Uh, have seen anyways. I should take a look because it'd probably be easy to miss. Well, yeah, nowadays it's so crazy. Heartbreakers would be a good one that only did one unofficial official record. And it wasn't even a whole record, actually. Uh, It was just a compilation of demos. But it would have been cool if they had more than what they did because I think they were, like, one of the greatest, like, punk compilations of, like, a group that formed out of other groups. Yeah, oh, it's hard for yeah. super and they had the sure. they had the name. That's why. And they had yeah. yeah they had the, they name, had the before name before John, Tom Petty. Tom Petty's the Heartbreakers oh, did. Yeah. That's why they were like, "Fuck that, we're keeping it." By like one year, <laughs> I think seventy-seven or something was when Tom Petty's Heartbreakers formed, and they had it in seventy-six. There's only one Gang Green album. It'd be cool if there was more. Actually, even the album itself, there it's like some live shit, and then. I think there's three instrumentals tracks on there without lyrics. It's like not a whole lot, really. Eight eight songs total. Like three of them aren't even like complete, you know. Yeah. There's an. I feel like for me, I have a lot of bands like that where it's they technically have more albums, but I wish they didn't, and they have one album that's like perfect. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a sure. prog band from probably the twenty early twenty tens called Children of Nova, that they just had one incredible album and then they made one more and it sucked nobody liked it and <laughs> they stopped after that right so i've seen that happen a bunch though yeah i think so it's like you set unrealistic expectations for the first album and then you try to do something for the second because you think you're appeasing your fans but right. you're not and then you just butcher it and they're like ah, eh, fuck you dude we don't want to listen to this shit anymore and then you just fall off the face of the earth, and then all of a sudden you're singing cover songs in a bar. Right. I think that the hunger to make it, or whatever you want to call it, and they put all that fucking energy in every last drop of fucking whatever 
into that one record and then it is successful and they're like, you got to do it again. Okay, what now? What? Yeah. Fuck. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, and that's then a good everything's point. different. You're not hungry anymore and, you know, you're living better. You're not, right. I don't know. I mean, I hear that a lot. Or all the books that we read or whatever, it'll be like, like yeah. Bruce Springsteen was like one of them I read where he was like, nothing clicked, nothing clicked, and then right. boom, fucking blew up. Oh, speaking of Bruce, did you see that the Gaslight Anthem did a song with yeah. him? Yeah. I made it um, crazy. 20 seconds into it and was just like, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Because I didn't listen to it. It yet, doesn't, but... it literally sounds like he's just doing like 59 sound again. Or, I mean, like, it just has that, like, oh, you're up in the morning, girl, fucking blah, blah, blah. And it's all jangly. And then Bruce comes in like this. And yeah. and I was like, skip. Oh, Toke would be another good one that only did one oh. album. They were a stoner metal band. Yeah, I remember liking that one. Actually, I think Stoner and Doom has a bunch of those. Um, like, do you guys know Winter? It's like that '90s Death Doom album, or maybe it was like early 2000s. Yeah, they had I one like so. immaculate release. That or uh, Warning. You guys know Warning? that one? I don't know. That's people say that. I mean, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't think so, but I've heard people claim that Paul Bearer ripped off Warning sound. It's uh-huh. like very like. You know, trudging, funerally doom, but the dude has like a really high soaring voice. Um, so it's if you like Paul Bear, you're gonna like Warning, is what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. So they have that album. I think they just have one that's called uh, Watching from a Distance, I believe. But I really like that album. That's cool. I have a question that's kind of similar to that question. Before we start wrapping things up, so you asked like bands that only made one album that you'd like to get more of. Who do you have a band that it's just impossible to get more of because, like, some of the members died or something that you wish you could have more of? Like, Typo Negative, for example. Death is the first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I feel hey, like Tony Bennett had, like, 8 million fucking <laughs> albums he no, already know, released enough. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking 70 year long touring though. career <laughs> power trips one for me yeah i wish trapped under ice would do another album i wish in for the kill would do another album. <laughs> i no. talked to the guitar player over the weekend i don't think he plans <laughs> on doing anything anytime soon no nah, i don't think that'll ever happen he I has think. a three-year-old a two-year-old and a six i don't know he's going through hell though Got God, like that's three little kids. Many, yeah, that's too many kids at a young age. He ain't got no time for a band. Shout out to Joey Fabus. It was nice to see you. Uh, you probably don't even listen to this, but that's cool. And for the Kill was a local band here years oh, cool. ago. That nice. was really cool. They were kind of like Kill Whitney Dead, if you know Kill Whitney Dead. I do not. Heavily movie sampled band. I think another thing to answer the uh, that question you just asked. Like, two years ago, my answer could have been System of a Down, but then they have randomly released, like, an EP of two songs. But I feel like they're in that, that camp where they, like, all hate each other in the band, so they're not making music unless, like, Armenia is having ethnic problems or, you know, like, uh, unrest or whatever. Yeah. So, but I think that band has aged incredibly well. I'm trying to think of, like, more major things I would, like, a major band. I was going to ask you, Jeremy, if there's any. 
I mean, I can think of, like I said, a little one. Like, I would like crew. another another MC5 album from them as young people, not like whenever, like when Rob Tyner and all those guys yeah, were still yeah. alive, not like now as the MC50 or whatever they tour as, where it's like just kind of paying homage to the band in general, right, where it's right. like just Wayne and some friends. That would be cool. And I mean, I don't know. I could keep going and on and on and on with that. I, but I, I just oh, don't one, know many like huge. I'm trying to think of like uh, something that like everybody would know, you know. Another Kill Whitney Dead album would be sweet if they did it right. Are we going with we just want another album or one? I'm still thinking on the one album. Well, originally one. I was going like if they died, like oh, kind of okay. like uh, like the Ramones. The Ramones couldn't do another record, right? Because obviously, like, I guess you could have a Joey impressionist kind of try like, to mock his voice, but at that point, I'd love a Ghetto like, Boys right now, like yeah, a new Ghetto Boys album. That'd, that'd be, be sweet. fucking gnarly. You could still have two thirds of it. I, I know, or two quarters of it, I guess, depending on what era you're talking about. Oh, by the way, I'm reading Prodigy's book, and um, I I read a what like the story behind the why the ghost is on the cover and shit. Yeah. And going back to another episode when that was on your list of like one you want, now it like totally makes sense in my mind why you want it. Cause I'm like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it. But now that I know the story behind it, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, that would be cool to fucking get. Anyway, so yeah, it'd be cool if Mob Deep could, but obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, that can't. There's a lot in hip hop. I know. But to be honest with you, I would not want a new Tupac album. We don't need it. I'm sorry, Tupac fans. I just don't. <laughs> no, I'm. I. I guess I'd take a new Biggie record though, because like, there was. Yeah, he. They didn't have a lot out of him. Like, yeah, and it, P. Diddy fucking gone. ruined all of them except one by talking over the uh, fucking songs the whole time. I still like party and bullshit. If P. Diddy ever listens to this, fuck you. <laughs> for that. <laughs> Classic. He'll like. He's gonna tune in. Like you piece of shit. I'm shutting <laughs> you down. Tunes in like in ten years. So one, I have one last question. What about things coming out soon that you're looking forward to? My only answer currently is the new Mutoid Man that comes out oh, next yeah, week. That was gonna be my answer. Oh, and the new Dying Fetus. I'm definitely waiting for that new Dying Fetus. Do you want the new Mutoid Man or no? No. Okay. You don't like that? Uh, that band? No, I do like them, but I just need to know how many or to oh, have, yeah, for like on hand for I'm the not store. Gonna... Um, purchase it. Good to know, because you'd be like probably one of three people. I gotta. Sh- I guess I gotta show more people that band. For anybody yeah, listening that's local or not local, check out Mutoid Man. I think we told you two already before, but I guess uh, some people don't listen the first time they're told, so this is the second time. Can member of Converge side project? Yeah, the drummer from Converge, the singer from Cave In. And I really got to remember where the other dude's from because this is the second time I forgot. Either way, it's <laughs> sorry, a, sorry, other dude. Like kind of a super group. Yeah, yeah, it's a little mini super group, but they're like space rockers. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's to, dope. Yeah. How do you like define? It's, it's just it's like stoner rock, but the with a punk uh, beats per minute, like a punk tempo. Yeah. But then all of the riffs sound like they came out of like a one of those bullet hell video games. Yeah. Or it's like a yeah. boss fight. Theme, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just like 
It's like that's psycho it, rockabilly. I, I don't know exactly what you're. It's it cool. made me want to play like Mega Man or something yeah, exactly. when I first heard it for sure. I think they do a Power Glove sample in one of their songs. Really, that's pretty that's cool. cool. It might be. I think it's on the first record. And he's like, it's funny because Caven, I feel like, is very lyrical. Yeah. Like when he's singing, he's yeah, like yeah, very definitely. tuned into the the artistry of his you know poetic lyrics. And in Mutoid Man, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I had sex with the devil. Like, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> think about like you have to have that duality, yeah, you know? Exactly. Shit. It was so. the devil's daughter. Oh yeah, it is the devil's daughter. Where he's like came inside of Satan's daughter. <laughs> the first that's time I heard that, I was I, like, I, oh, that's I, fucking hilarious. It's like funny, but it's also like I I don't really want to listen to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I skipped that song. I'm just kind of wondering. I, what I love that song. Satan's uh, daughter would look like, dude. Kind of mad. Like, uh, she probably could look attractive, you like, to us, but, like, in reality, she's a fucking. Bleh, like, looks like the chick crawling out of the tub from The Shining. <laughs> You're probably right. You know? Uh, or the girl crawling out of the TV from The Ring. Could be that. Yeah, it could be that. That chestburster from Alien. Yeah. If I went out with or a Linda Blair, I would probably be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, Amazing. just because it'd be like, wow, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to mother this fucking crazy little acid-blooded fucking alien. It's gonna kill my entire family and everybody in town. Cool. Bucket list item. <laughs> <laughs> as far as stuff I'm excited about that's coming out, have you guys heard Finster Forced? Mm-hmm. They, I really liked their last album. Let's see what's um, coming. It's called Voot. Voot. W-U-T. No, it's, it's a band I haven't Zerfa. listened to like quite a while. Yeah, their 2019 album is like the, I think it's the best like symphonic, I don't know. It's So I feel like sometimes folk metal is done with like really high production value. And I usually, you know, it can be good. This is the best high production folk metal. Like the brass and everything hits super hard. And they do, like, epic 30-minute songs and stuff. So I'm really excited to hear what they do next. I think they're doing an EP, but they released a single. I haven't heard it yet. There's a lot of brass in it. Yeah, like tubas and I guess yeah, it's yeah. really like, punchy. Is it, um, do they almost have, like, a New Orleans twist to it? Or? No. no. It's, it's just it's they're like, just using those instruments. It's like, well, they're, like, German traditional folk. Like, they're oh, folk metal from Germany. Gotcha. So they're using, I guess, you know, traditional Western European or Central European uh, instruments, but, and he's got like a real deep baritone voice, and then they hit the brass. Oh, it's that heavy. probably sounds it's really badass. Cool. Yeah, I wanted so. to say, since you mentioned Deaf Heaven, the Sunbay, their 10th anniversary, comes out tomorrow. Oh, it's pink. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, oh, they changed the color? It's two disc. Oh, cool. So you get pink and uh, some sort of gold looking thing. Whoa. Death Wish Records. There's a new Cadaver coming out. That's oh. a band that hasn't released a record in a really long time. Yeah, I was going to say. I would not have expected that. New Ackercock, Voivod, Zenith Passage. These are all bands that I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about them, but like, I don't listen to a ton. Yeah. Voivod's kind of cool, actually, if I remember. I was going through the list of releases for this week. Can you for... find that? That comes out this week. What? Recipe for Hate? Yeah, yeah, I can get that. Word up. Um, I was looking at, like, all the releases for this week just to try to, like, pad my order for the store because it was – I went on my shelf list and it was, like, Mutoid Man and one other thing. And I was like, shit, that's not a lot of stuff coming out this week. And there was, like, nothing all that crazy coming out. Like, I don't know if it's just because they're like, ah, oh, it's the end of the month. We don't want to put anything nuts out. But usually there's – 
four or five hundred yeah. releases, and there's like still there's like three hundred, but it's all shit that I know I couldn't sell and I've never heard of or anything. And dude, they got Mortal Kombat fucking. I seen that. That shit's cool. But we were just saying like how expensive video game soundtracks always are for whatever yeah, reason. They're usually like sixty bucks right. for some reason. And there's like I'm not paying sixty bucks. I was just looking through Loudwire at upcoming metal releases. Yeah, either the video game soundtracks, either they're 60 bucks or they came free with the game, and so you just listen to it all the time. That'd be awesome. I mean, that's I've had a number like that where it's like, yeah, I'm always listening to the Witcher 3 soundtrack because it's like folk music. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It just came with the game. That's dope. That's a good way to market the soundtrack, though. Yeah. To just give out a copy of it. Yeah, I listen to that all the time, actually. Yeah. I know. Maybe like, play the game more. Like Far Cry, a lot of people like that fucking soundtrack, too, I guess. Fallout. Fallout, yeah. That's the other one. I the one I hear the most lately are, well, Skyrim. Everyone always loves that soundtrack. And uh, yeah. Doom. I, I I own Doom, dude. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. And me and my kid have, like, used to play it and just, like, put Doom. all the cheats on and fucking just <laughs> go through it. Doom's a sweet soundtrack. My girlfriend listens to that while she's studying for, like, med school tests. Suiting. Epic vibe. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sexy, dude. <laughs> but anyways, dude, I know you got to drive four hours down back down home, so oh, yeah. we'll let you get out of here. All but, right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming in and talking a bunch of random nonsense, and it was cool to have you actually in the studio. I think you're, like, our... Second person. Third. Third. Yeah. No? Do we have three? John Jameson. Oh, I forgot we had Jameson. My bad, homie. Tristan. Did well, we have another on. one? No, it was early on. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it, guys. You got anything you want to add um, before I we just, sign off? Fuck, man. I hope you come back up soon. I'll be up soon. I'm thinking awesome. Labor Day, probably. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. Seeing a job right now, but once that's lined up, I'll be back up here. Awesome. Well, good luck on your endeavors. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll uh, talk to you soon.